This is Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And today we are talking about Roe versus Wade. And um, I'm actually uh, broadcasting from a different location today. So I, I should do a rotating uh, broadcast. That doesn't have anything to do with Roe v. Wade, but I'm by the beach today. And so uh, a memo was leaked this past week, presumably by someone um, at the court, the Supreme Court, uh, indicating that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Uh, by the Supreme Court of the United States. And of course, this is a shocker for a lot of people. Um, Roe v. Wade has been the law of the land for, what, 50 plus years. Uh, Woman's right to uh, make her own choices regarding her body. And uh, part of that has the right to choose to to have an abortion. Uh, So pro-choice. And um, this is a shocker. And it, it has upset a lot of people. And so there's a lot of different angles to go at here. One angle I'd like to go at is uh, this has been coming. This is a long time coming. And uh, uh, Republicans particularly have been trying to pack the court with uh, individuals who want to impose their religious beliefs and their their beliefs with respect to Roe v. Wade um, on, on all of us. And so this is... Um, raising concern across the country. And uh, this really, for me, is uh, elections matter. It matters who you elect. Uh, If Hillary had been elected in 2016, we might not be at this juncture right now. And if people would get off their butts and vote and stop complaining or stop saying things like they did in 2016, but I just don't like Hillary. Um, So for me, this is uh, I, I think we're going to go in this direction. I think it's going to be overturned. And so, Elaine, I'll toss it to you. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, I'm, I'm going to follow up to a few of the items that you brought forward, Bill, uh, starting with the fact that roughly two-thirds of the Americans do not agree with striking down Roe, two-thirds of the American people. And I was also struck by a, a Supreme Court expert, a legal analyst this week, who said that this leaked memo or decision or reasoning by Justice Alito did not sound as, as if it was written by a legal scholar. It was sounded like it was written by Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones. And so what we have is a purely ideological court uh, that has been populated by the Federalist Society. And if you want to know who the Federalist Society is, it is a organization that was created, actually, I didn't realize it was only created in about, I think it was 1982, uh, which was right-wing ideological, it's a right-wing ideological legal society that that pushes ideologies of conservatives and libertarians. And of the nine current members on the Supreme Court, six, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Clarence Thomas, John Roberts, and Samuel Alito, and Amy Coney Barrett are current or former members of the uh, Federalist Society. So this has been a well-funded march, not just by the religious movements in this country, the evangelical movement, the Catholic Church, others uh, who have maintained religiosity that life begins at conception. That is not a science-based decision. That is a religious ideology. And the other thing was kind of interesting about this decision that they didn't make no exceptions in this decision 
for the life of the mother or for rape or incest. Now, to prove to you, this is uh, just anecdotal. Yesterday, I was at an event and a minister, a local minister, had his great big shirt on saying that he, you know, is a minister of one of the local churches, uh, came up to me and was kind of hustling me uh, from another organization about the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what about Roe v. Wade? And he goes, oh, you know, uh, you know, life begins at conception. I said, well, that's a religious belief. Life begins at conception, he said. And I said, well, do you think that it is right to force a young woman who is raped to carry a child? What about that? He goes, oh, that's a tragedy. I said, what? Oh, yeah, it's a, no, it's a terrible tragedy. He had nothing to offer. I said, wow, it's too bad for her, huh? So I've always had a problem with any ideology, whether it's on the left or, or where it's on the right. It does not come down to real life circumstances. So am I angry? I am. But I also am dismayed that we have not taken this issue seriously. And you are absolutely right that elections have consequences because Donald Trump, who did not win the popular vote, was able to seat three of these justices who have just overturned Roe. And Donald Trump, who used to be a Democrat and used to be very, very pro-choice uh, back in the old days, made a deal with this group the, that he would only put libertarian justices, Federalist Society justices on the Supreme Court that would overturn Roe. And the American people do not take this seriously. They do not understand that, like you said, oh, I didn't like Hillary, which was also a multi-decade campaign of smearing her reputation with no basis. But that's okay. People fall for that. But they never look at the issues and following the little shiny objects. I'm not convinced people care enough to come to the polls on this election. And we'll wait and see. What do you think? Do you think there's going to be impact? Well, you know, you hope that there's impact. You hope that people get out in the streets and at the very least demonstrate and then uh, ensure that folks are registered to vote and then vote. And I, I have some hope that people will rally and people will stand up. Uh, the fact is that it probably is going to be too late for Roe v. Wade, but there are other rights to protect. But, you know, we're focused on Roe v. Wade right now. And I think people are starting to rally. People are starting to take action. Uh, it, it is unfortunate that individuals impose their religious beliefs on the rest of society. You mentioned that minister or whatever he is with a T-shirt. I find it interesting that you have to wear a T-shirt to say you're some kind of a minister. It's strange to me. But anyways, um, it, 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 I think that we really just need to rally, rally, rally. We need to register people to vote. We need to educate people. And we have to have a clear message. And the message seems to be pretty clear on, on a woman's right to choose. And, as, and, 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 and in all circumstances, but particularly when, when you talk about the life of a woman being in danger and, and that woman does not have the right to abort a fetus, if her life is in danger, someone is raped, uh, they don't have that right. Uh, it, it is just 
Uh, we are topsy-turvy in this country. This goes along with all of this conservative nonsense of banning books, of, again, and trying to impose religious beliefs on individuals. And, and um, a lot of these individuals always say, well, this country was founded by Christians. No, it wasn't. It was found, founded by Masons. And, and, and they were... They really didn't You're share You're absolutely those right. Go right. look up what the Masonic Society is all about. Right. You know, the right. Masons are all about, but you're right. The founding fathers, they used other philosophies, you know, Grecian philosophies and um, Roman philosophies. And they were, they were very philosophical men. They were trying to find a framework that would work for a democratic society. And in, and in creating this document, they acknowledged that men were flawed. And could we have a framework that could guide us, the United States of America, to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, which was the Declaration of Independence, which you know preceded the Constitution. But this is what this was all laid out to do. And it was meant to be a living document. And what the Federalist Society believes, and the, the Federalist Society is now populated all through our uh, court system because these have been legal warriors to legislate right-wing ideology through the courts, not through elected officials, but through people who get appointments for the rest of their lives, whether it's in the uh, all through the, the entire federal judiciary, not just the Supreme Court. <laughs> Excuse me, these are warriors. So my question is, why have we allowed this? Well, I, I think it's it, it just goes back to uh, you know, we, we basically have uh, two parties in this country, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. The Republican Party seems to have just gone right off the way, rails and is, is so controlled by right-wing interests. And the Democrats, quite frankly, don't seem to be able to get their act together. They don't, be able to, they don't seem to have a clear voice on issues. They don't seem to advocate clearly. They don't seem to organize clearly. You know, you have the Democratic National Committee and then you have the DCCC, and this means nothing to the average viewer, but these are all organizations that are supposed to be tasked with basically electing people to office across the country. Particularly, there's a Senate committee, there's a House committee, and it seems like it's Groundhog Day with them every two years. It's like they're starting all over again. And so, you know, you, you, you look at this stuff and you say, no wonder, no wonder, because we're not focused and we don't give a clear message to people. And we don't know how to message to people in rural areas, in my opinion. We don't need seem to be able to message to people in suburban areas with educated women uh, and, we, and, and men. And, and so I think what it all comes back to in the absence of somebody standing up and having a clear voice, you know, we're kind of doomed on some of these issues. And I, I just see it in general in society. You know, I think we need to put back on these individuals. It's always interesting to me, these individuals who say, well, you know, I'm against abortion. I am, I am pro-life. And they wouldn't adopt a child if their life depended on them. And um, there are children starving throughout the world and children aren't being fed. And yet you're worried about an unborn. And, and, and kind of this attack on, on women and individuals uh, that they're somehow aborting a fetus, that they're a bad person. It's just sure. ridiculous. And I'm uncomfortable talking about this as a man because this is such an issue for women. But I'm just saying this is just utterly ridiculous that well, anyone would tell a woman what to do with her body. 
Well, and, and that gets down to the, uh, the, the privacy rights of the individual and how this is whether or not women have full citizenship, whether they are autonomous, whether they have a, have a, a right to their own bodies. And having a child in some cases will impact their educational prospects, their career, their financial for the rest of their lives. So there are some people that are arguing that this is about control of women. But I want to get back to what you said uh, about being a pro-birth party. It's not really about being pro-life because these same ideologues have consistently voted against and rallied against uh, family leave, uh, free medical for women, uh, food benefits for women and children. They've been universally opposed to childcare and helping women get into the workforce and have these children watched for. And they've always opposed universal pre-K. So this is about being a pro-birth party and oops, gosh, you're on your own. We're just not going to bother with you. I, I just, what I fail to understand in some ways, is it the Democratic Party's responsibility to message more clearly? Or will people just kind of wake up and start thinking through some of these issues? Is this right? Well, you know, I think the, the, it's a, that you hit it on the head. It's a two-pronged party that's messaging by the Democratic Party, but also individuals need to wake up. And, you know, you need to start to engage and you need to vote. Now, I know it's difficult for some individuals in some communities. You know, we talk about all of these issues. But there are a lot of individuals who are just leading their lives to trying to put food on the table. We've talked about this before. And so for them, you know, these, these, this might be an important issue, but there's so many other things going on in their lives. But I do think in this case, like you mentioned, what two thirds of the country um, uh, believes that Roe v. Wade should be the law of the land. And so people need to get out there and they need to do something about it. Well, if, if you're voting for a Republican for Senate, this is what you are voting for was the, as the Federalist Society, because we haven't even touched upon the machinations of uh, Mitch McConnell. With, oh, right. With these three justices and, and including refusing to give Merrick Garland a hearing, refusing. Barack Obama was denied that. Supreme Court seat denied it. And that is extra constitutional. And then in order to put Neil Gorsuch on, he went to the nuclear option and blew up the filibuster for Supreme Court appointments. And then when voting was already underway in the 2020 election, they jammed through Amy Coney Barrett. I didn't even touch on Brett Kavanaugh and his, you know, sexual accusations. I'm just saying that if you're voting for Republicans for the Senate, you are voting for the Federalist Society. You are, are, you are voting for right-wing ideologies. The same folks that brought us Citizens United and taking away our voting rights, these same folks, every time you vote for a Republican. And so, yes, the Democrats have the message, but people need to wake up. Um, but Bill, I would like to conclude this session to ask our people, who are listening on Politics for the Soul, do you have a right to prevent me from being guided by my own conscience or whether or not to have a child or have an abortion? Do you have that right? 
because I am not forcing you to have an abortion if you do not agree that you want to have one. But your religiosity, your ideology, your religious beliefs are imposing the right on me. Do you have that right? That's my question to our listeners. Right. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And you have a wonderful day.